You're listening to the Bitcoin.com News Podcast. Today's guest is Spencer Turing, the founder and CEO of GameStuff. Welcome to the show, Spencer. Thank you very much for having me, V. Excited to be here. Pleasure is all ours. Would you please introduce yourself to our audience, Spencer? Yeah, no problem. My name is Spencer from the UK. Uh, I've been in IT when I first left school. I had an IT business that ended up being quite a large data center business. Uh, we sold that and I moved out to China in around 2012. And whilst I was out there, I actually got back into um, the data center business again, but this time doing Bitcoin mining. So I was doing mining out in China for three or four years. We, we built a huge Ethereum farm and then a large ASIC mining farm in Sichuan province in around 2016-2017. And then uh, during the pandemic, I ended up moving out to Bali and Bali's got this great crypto vibe going on. So it really kind of uh, inspired me to start doing more crypto businesses. And that's where kind of Gamester was born. So here, out here in Bali, making things happen. Very cool, man. So what is Gamester exactly? Gamester is a culmination of all, all kind of all my years of experience of doing different businesses. I'm an entrepreneur by heart. So, you know, I enjoy taking something from an idea to conception to an exit normally. And Gamester is basically part of what I'm doing with regards to all the GameFi industry. I'm a big Bitcoin believer. I'm a bit of an anarchist. So and I believe at some point Bitcoin is going to replace the world's, uh, replace gold as the world's uh, base currency. Um, and I just love everything to do with the way cryptocurrency is disrupting different industries and none more so than gaming. Uh, obviously, gaming is a huge industry around the world. I think there's something like 3 billion players. And um, we decided that because obviously I'm quite into crypto, we started doing investments with Axies and getting involved in the GameFi space and saw there's quite a big opportunity to do it and uh, decided that our very small uh, guild to make it a big one. And we basically spent the last five, six months growing that guild and decided to launch a token based around it. And most importantly, is the the AI function of what we're trying to do. So I'm, I'm a big data man. I love building data sets. I love doing analytics on data. And we decided that no one's really capturing all of the data that's going on around um, the gaming space, all the different NFTs, why they're worth money, how much yield they can generate, what they might they work, be worth in the future. So we decided that Gamester was going to utilize AI and ML technology and, and build up some data sets on all these different uh, aspects of the GameFi industry. And that's where we're at today. So we're, we're deep in development on, on, that, um, on that tech. And at the same time, obviously spending a lot of time raising funds to uh, grow out our, our platform and our vision. Interesting. So can you uh, first explain to me what exactly is a game guild? Yeah, sure. So obviously in, ga in uh, gaming, there is NFTs, which obviously I'm sure your audience will know, know about. And these NFTs basically enable uh, the game developers to share the, the in-game assets with irrefutable proof of ownership to the gamers. And therefore, gamers can spend their time in a game and build up value with their, with their NFTs. But what happens is a lot of these games end up having NFTs that are just too expensive for a lot of players to to use. And, and I'm a firm believer, and one of our mottos at Gamester is that any value of a, of a game is built up from the network of players that play that game. It doesn't matter if you're wealthy or underprivileged or wherever you are in the world, your time in that game is the same value as anyone else. But unfortunately, 
a lot of the underprivileged players in Indonesia and Vietnam, Philippines, they just don't have the capital to buy some of these expensive NFTs. So what Gamester is doing, like other guilds, is buying up these NFTs and setting up scholarship programs so we're able to give these NFTs or loan them out to players to use them. And in return, they share the profits of those game of those NFTs with the investors. And Gamester enables this connection from investor to player in a, in a seamless smart contract system. And we're hoping it's going to be quite successful. There's a big growth coming in GameFi for sure. Oh, for sure. We're seeing a lot of investments. So can yeah, you explain to me yeah. what's the difference uh, between Gamester and other guilds? Yeah, definitely. The main aspect of what we're trying to do is the AI and ML tech. So we've got a very strong team, um, in particular, Alexander, who is a PhD in AI. He comes from a very strong background of um, data science. And we're looking at building up that data set. Normally, when you've got uh, machine learning, you already have a data set and you apply machine learning to it to work at all the different outcomes and decide which is the best way to go. So basically improving your decision-making process. But what's lacking in the industry at the moment, because it's so new, you know, we're only really kind of six months into this hype of GameFi, is that no one's really collecting that data. So there's no machine, there's no data set to apply the machine learning to. So we're at ground zero. And you know, our concept is to focus on that data collection and working out how we're going to use that data, apply ML to it and improve two parts of our decision-making processes. One, which NFTs we've got to buy, which games we should invest in. And two, which players should use these NFTs. Who are the best players? How do we motivate them to... Uh, use these in the best possible way to maximize the yield for the investors. So they're the two decisions that we're we're looking to improve upon using our AI tech. Interesting. So basically, the AI and machine learning algorithm will be used for the investment side, if I understand yeah, it correctly. For, for the investment and the deployment of the assets. So the, on the investment side, it helps us make an, uh, a more informed decision on whether we think an NFT is going to be worth what we're paying for it. And then on a deployment side, it helps us motivate the correct players and, and work out who are playing the best and who which assets are best to use with, with which players all through an algorithm that motivates that player and gets us the best yield on that asset when we're deploying it. Got it. You mentioned that there's a, a special... Uh, um, uh, a contract, a special mechanism... I think I read something about a, a self-perpetuating value in the ecosystem, if you can explain that. Yeah, sure. So um, that, that's referring really to our token launch. So um, as you guys probably know, we have a token launch in a couple of days' time, or depending on when this podcast goes live, it's from the 16th to the 19th of December on Copper Launch. And during that investment, it's kind of like an open-ended uh, sale of tokens uh, where, where price discovery happens. Uh, for most projects, you might think, well, that's just a, a money grab to raise as much money as you can. But for our project, because we're essentially a fund, the more money that people invest and the higher the value of the token that they buy, the more assets under management that we have. So the more capital we have, USDT or USDC, to buy these assets, and therefore our asset under management is higher. And the token price is not directly, but indirectly linked to the value of our assets under management. So it's kind of a self-perpetuating value. The more we sell, the more cash we have, the more assets we can buy, the higher the value of the token. So it's a really great way, we think, to uh, to launch our token and, and get price discovery on it. 
I understand. Um, can you cover the black card, NFT black card? What are the benefits of that? What is that exactly? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, we love NFTs at Gamester, and we decided it would be a great way to reward some of our uh, our favorite investors and those that really wanted to get behind us to have an NFT that wasn't just a collectible, but also a utility NFT. So the black GameX card enables you to get a number of benefits. First, you get 15% uplift on your staking. So when you are staking the GSG token, when we launch our platform, you'll be getting yield from our assets. So it's not just staking in regards to trying to get people to hold their tokens and not sell them and then paying them out with generating more tokens from your treasury. What we're actually doing is when people stake those tokens, they'll be getting paid out profits through GSG that we've generated. So for instance, if we're earning SLP from our axes, that SLP will automatically buy back GSG from the, the open market and then pay out to the investors that are staking it. So it's more of a yield, that you're, a, a true yield that you're getting when you're staking. And with the Black Gamex card, you'll be getting 15% more. So if you've got a large amount of GSG, it will basically pay for itself straight away. And then on top of that, you'll be able to get access to a lot of our connected projects. So we're going to be incubating a number of projects. We're already doing two or three, one called Rondiverse, and another one we're about to launch that's called Neon Worlds or VRcade, which we're going to announce very soon. And anyone that's holding the black card will get an allocation, a guaranteed allocation in those um, those next projects. So it becomes really value, valuable for uh, investors that are looking to find those private sales and allocations. And of course, you get to have a very cool NFT, which you can display and be part of a cool club. There's only 200 black cards available, so they're very rare and exclusive. Sounds like it. Um, can you tell me what is the future of GameStar in, in your uh, vision? What is your grand vision for the, for the, for the company or the fund? We have, yeah, sure. We have a number of visions. The first vision is obviously in the short term, which is to obviously raise enough capital. We've already done a large $8 million raise in private, and we're looking to raise about $50 to $100 million during our couple launch this week. Our vision is to successfully deploy that capital and grow the fund over time through a combination of the AI learning that we're going to be doing and the platform that we're going to be setting up with all the smart contracts. And my vision is to build um, a, a suite of connected projects and tools that enable people to get into GameFi. So we're going to be empowering a lot of the underprivileged players, particularly in Indonesia, that's where we're based, and giving them an opportunity to make a difference in their life, but also get involved in GameFi and effectively connecting them with the investors all around the world. So it's really quite exciting to make a difference. Not only, obviously, we're here to make money for everyone, but we're also here to make a difference in the world, you know, because that makes that gives us uh, another reason to get up in the morning and, and do all the hard work that we're doing. Sounds very interesting. Can you tell us more about that? Uh, how will you give uh, underprivileged people an opportunity to, to earn using, uh, you know, your program? Yeah, sure. So uh, any players can sign up once we've launched the platform. They'll be able to. We have a full onboarding process. You can actually do it through our Discord right now. But when we've launched our full platform in a few months' time, players will be able to sign up, go through the onboarding um, process, and get instant access to a lot of our of our assets. They'll be able to use those assets, and the more they play, the better they play, the better assets they'll get access to. And all that's required is for them to have um, an internet connection and a mobile device, basically, to play a lot of these games. And some of the extra services and uh, projects that we're doing around that is we're looking at doing some kind of charity work as well here in Bali, 
uh, looking to build some small schools that we can help teach kids about cryptocurrency and about gaming within those schools. And it's going to be quite exciting because I think a lot of people um, have a real opportunity to have their lives changed here in Bali. In particular, it's been hit very hard with uh, Corona. Uh, not many tourists here now. And it's been two years with no real tourism income. And obviously, that's a big part of their economy here in Bali. So it's great to be able to apply cryptocurrency and blockchain to, to help those people out. Sounds amazing. Yeah, we've seen uh, games like Axie develop uh, huge followings in uh, countries yeah. like uh, you know Philippines and uh, Venezuela. So you know, yeah, yeah it would be amazing to to replicate the same in in Indonesia. Yeah, it was like I mentioned earlier. It's when you have these players, um, you know, they're they're only making hundred and two hundred dollars a month from these games if they've got the right assets. But this is a lot of money to people in these places, and that's why I or what I said at the beginning that. You know, the value of any player inside a game is the same, regardless of where they come from, um, because they're, they're, they're giving that uh, unique change and uh, data to inside the metaverse or inside the game which they're playing on, which you just can't get uh, from any machine or any uh, uh, avatar that's not controlled from a real person. And it's just a great way to really get a game growing and getting functioning as, a, as, a, a, as an entity. Very interesting. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the capital raises. Can you tell us something about the investors and backers, maybe, you know, some, some big names that we know? Yeah, sure. So um, we've got a number of big investors in our project, namely Polygon, who have invested through their Polygon Studios arm. So they're helping us to, uh, with the infrastructure and technology. Uh, we have a number of big gaming investors as well, including uh, Network and GGG, who are other guilds. And we have some traditional guys, such as Ferrum and Ferrum Ventures, who are, who are really getting involved in what we're doing. So there's a lot of people. We've raised quite a lot of money. And we're hoping to be able to deploy it in an in a orderly fashion to you know, really make value for a lot of people that are supporting us. Sounds like, like you, you got it covered, man. Um, we're trying. We're trying. Working very hard. We're definitely going to be working very hard for the next. You know, the last few months has been intense, and we're hoping to continue this pace over the next two years as we build it out. So the hot, hottest topic right now is the metaverse. Can you yeah. tell us how does uh, game stuff fit into this great, uh, you know, this this big uh, topic? Yeah, certainly. Well, a lot of the games that are being created are now metaverse games. Um, you know, if you to just say a metaverse, it doesn't have to be a game, but combi combining it with gaming or gamifying a lot of the processes inside a metaverse makes a lot of sense. And it's only a matter of time. It's inevitable that in the future, the metaverses that we're all in will be indistinguishable from real life. So you, know, you can only see a trend in one way where everyone will just exist within the metaverse, a bit like kind of Ready Player, Ready Player One or you know, even further down the line, you see a matrix. But... You know, some might think that's a sad existence. You don't know if they really want that. But other people, you know, maybe we're already in a metaverse already, but it's just so good we don't know it. So you don't really know how many levels deep you are. And it's, for me, it's just very exciting to see technology grow and, and move this fast. And I want games to be, you know, at the front forefront of what's happening in all of those projects. Amazing, man. 
So uh, what kind of partnerships and uh, different project platforms we can expect to see um, GameStack cooperating with, with in the future? Part of our strategy is to invest into up and coming projects that we think is going to be successful. For instance, we've invested into Soul Chicks and we've got a number of other projects that we're looking at right now. That helps us to obviously not only support the industry and, and get, get good returns on those money and, and raise up the value of the GSG token, but it, also, it gives us access to early stage NFTs. So we're getting NFTs at discounted prices to the market and basically improves our return on investment for GSG holders. Um, we've got a number of projects that we're incubating as well. So we'll be providing our support. Uh, we're launching a platform called Zinc, which is basically going to be like copper launch, but on steroids. It's going to have a, um, it's going to be verified by games to all the launches that go on it. And we will have a referral program so that people will be able to set up influencers and set up other people to refer them to each different auction and get commission based off the number of people that come through their link. So I think it's going to be quite powerful. I think there's a lot of changes going on in the market right now. A lot of people can see launch pads are taking away a lot of value from projects. And, you know, people are making a lot of money, you know, 10 to 20x on those launch pads getting in early. But only if you've got a whitelist or you own the tokens in those launch pads. For me, it doesn't seem like a very fair way of getting that value to the project. So we are more pushing towards these um balance of liquidity pool setups where it's price discovery over a period of time and it's a kind of like a fair launch where everyone gets access to a token. You can be anyone to buy a token and you can buy as little as much as you want at any time during those that auction. Very interesting. So can you uh, explain to us more about the mechanism of a fair launch? How does that work exactly? You know? Yeah, sure. So fair launch works in a way, it uses the open source smart contracts that are called BLBP, um, which are basically balance the liquidity pools. And you um, a project sets, puts aside or puts into the contracts a fixed number of its tokens and a fixed amount of liquidity. And over it, you set the period of time. So most people have been doing three days, say 72 hours, and you set a starting price and an end price. And over those three days, um, people can buy and sell just the tokens that are within that pool. And that gives it price discovery. So as more people buy it, if there's more demand, the price goes up. If not enough people buy it, the price goes down. And then as that price goes down, more people want to buy it, depending on what they think the value of the project is. And that's where the price discovery mm -hmm. comes from. And you'll end up seeing those prices being higher than what you would get on IDO because you know there's no 10, 20x pump day one because it's price discovery built into the mechanism. So everyone's getting a fair access to it. And the supporters of the project are long-term value holders because they're buying it at a price they believe is going to be worth more in the future, but not immediately. It's just better for the project, I think. Oh, for, for sure. It sounds better than a, than an IDO. It's the one I've seen. Um, so how and can you explain how will that work in practice like from an investor point of view let's say i want to put uh you know an ether or two into this how how, how what do you actually do well you go to the um our current launch is going to be on cup launch so um it goes live 16th of december lasts for three days you'll basically go to the auction um site so it's coplaunch.com auctions and then you select gsg and you'll basically be able to use um metamask or trust wallet using web3 inter um, interaction and you'll just 
uh, authorize the contract and select how much of our token you want to buy. So, for instance, if you had, we'll be doing our token in USDC and GSG. So you'll be you'll need USDC on the ETH chain to buy it. So you'll go in and say, right, I want to buy a thousand USDC. You select yes, and make sure it's in your wallet, and do the transfer, and you'll instantly get those tokens. Now those tokens will sit within that pool. You won't be able to move them outside of the pool until the token generation event. But that will happen, uh, you know, a few hours after the end of the auction. Uh, our plan is to launch Zinc, which is going to be, in effect, a competitor to the Copper. We're going to launch that in about four weeks' time, so projects will be able to use Zinc to to launch their projects through it, and we'll be using promotions to help them do it. Um, one of the cool things we've got going on in our Copper launch is we're doing a big giveaway. So anyone that contributes over two hundred fifty dollars during our three-day auction will be automatically entered into a prize draw to win a free Tesla. So that's going to be pretty cool. We're excited to give that away. And we've also got 40 black GameX cards we're going to be giving away to the 30 top contributors and 10 lucky random winners that we're going to pick whoever's contributed. You can contribute $1, $2, you might win a black GameX card. So we think we're going to have quite a successful raise. We're very excited about it. Yeah, sounds like it. So is there any other uh, topics that you want to cover that you think our audience uh, would want to hear about? Well, just in general, I think gaming is, you know, potentially we're going through a paradigm shift. You know, in my view, there's, there's 3 billion gamers in the world at the moment. About 1% of those people play uh, crypto-based, play-to-earn games. In my view, once the market matures, there won't be anyone playing games that don't have NFTs and crypto-based platforms anymore. All the big boys, Epic, Rockstar Games, they're all going to have to adopt this. They're obviously taking their time to do it because they don't want to cannibalize their current market. And you know, it's a very new technology. They're not sure whether it's the right thing to do, but it's inevitable. And I can see it coming now. And I think early adopters will be rewarded by getting involved in this industry, learning about it and buying up tokens of projects like ours, I think. For sure. And how do you think uh, the, the game studios or the big publishers will, will go into it? Because we recently saw, you know, one of the biggest publishers in the world announcing their, you know, they're launching NFTs. But in reality, mm. when you read the fine print, they reserve all the, you know, all the copyrights and everything. So yeah, it's, you know, do you it's think great. they're really going to participate in, in the market or it's just going to be decentralized projects from, from the crypto world you know, taking over? I think they're going to have to. They won't be able to compete if they don't. You know, it's like the blockbuster Netflix story. Netflix approached blockbuster you know, 20 years ago and tried to get them to buy in at a $50 million valuation and blockbuster, like, oh, you'll never replace us. And the paradigm shift changed came along and suddenly Blockbuster had gone Netflix, one of the biggest streaming companies in the world. And I think that's happening with gaming. And those that don't adopt it will be left behind. I think it's going to take a little bit of a while because these big games, you know, they've been around for a long time. They've got big budgets. They know how to create these games. They've got a lot of the talent there. But inevitably and eventually it will happen um, because the consumers drive the demand for what they want, not the other way around. Yeah, right now the monetization in the traditional industry seems to be around uh, adding uh, casino mechanics, you know, and uh, loot boxes and all of that stuff. So definitely, play to earn is a you know it's a it's a very very welcome uh, uh, change. Yeah, well, look, since the beginning of time, there's a great book which I always ask, recommend people read. It's called Sapiens: A Brief History of Mankind, and in that book, it talks about the single trait of humans which enables all of this cryptocurrency and that's our 
uh, innate desire to collect things. We love to connect, collect things. And the rarer they are, the more we love it. And if people can't quite understand why NFTs are unique and collectible, you know, they, they need to look back and go through their history and see, you know, if you own the Mona Lisa, you own it. Someone can take a picture of it and look at the same thing, but it's not actually the ownership of it. And that's the same as with NFTs. You humans just love collecting. And when they collect, they hold them, they enjoy it, and they enjoy the ownership, even if it's only a digital representation of what they own. Everything's going to be in the metaverse. Only a crypto punk now is like owning a, a Rolex 20 years ago. It's, it's just how it is. And I think a lot more of this is going to come as we get into the maturity of the, of the gaming market. I totally agree. If there's still any NFT doubters out there, you know, just look at the Mona Lisa, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, Spencer, thank you very much for taking the time and uh, joining yeah. us today. Yeah. Um, where would you advise our guests to go to uh, keep up with your project? They can join our Telegram group, which is um, uh, just go to Telegram and search for Games to Guild, all one word. And they can also just check out our website, gamester.ai. And on there, you'll get all the links for all our socials and everything. And there's also a link on there if you want to contribute to our auction, which is happening on the 16th to the 19th of December. There's a, there's a link right there on the homepage. So that would be really great if, you, if people are interested. We'd love you guys to get involved. And um, yeah, it's exciting times. I'm really excited about everything that's going on. Yeah, sounds very exciting. So yeah. thank you again, Spencer. And thank yep. you for listening to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Follow really us for it. more interesting interviews with uh, amazing founders and CEOs like uh, Spencer here. Perfect. Thank See you very you much time. for having me, Vic. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.